I'm excited about jumping into today's message. Uh, my prayer is that it helps us, uh, that we don't leave this place the same. You may look the same, but that doesn't mean that your life has to stay the same. I'm really believing that God can uh, can use the remainder time that we have here together to do something uh, in our own lives individually that could bring the change that I believe many of us uh, desire. In Mark chapter 10, verse 46 through 50, I'm going to start off by reading our opening text. It says this, Then they reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him, but he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat. He jumped up and he came to Jesus. Growing up as a kid, I had a, uh, a passion for clothes. I loved clothes. Uh, from an early age, even through elementary school, I was really into, into style. Uh, I wasn't the most um, attractive kid. Uh, let's just say the girls were not lining up to sign my yearbook at the end of the year. And I really felt like if I can just dress really, really well, maybe it would take me from being like a two to like a four. I'm just, I would have been content at a four. And so I would make it clear all the time to my mom, mom, can you take me to go buy some clothes? Can you take me to the store? I want this shirt. I want these brands. And, and my mama wasn't really into brands. She's from Mexico. She, she, she just, this is not her style. When I say she grew up with nothing, she grew up with nothing. If it would cover you up, it didn't matter. If it fit, it didn't matter what it looked like. So she'd take me to these things called yard sales. We weren't going to make it to the mall. We were going to go into the neighborhood. And, and it was like, it was so sad. It was like heartbreaking for me. I'm like, Mom, I don't want those pants. It's like a, some grown man's pants. They're a size 42. I'm in second grade. Mom, really? Mijo, they, mijo, they look good on you. Mijo, look, they're, they're from JC Penney's. I, I love my mom because she, you know, she's a Latina when they add an S at the end of everything. JC Penney's. It's JC Penney. Red Robins. It's Red Robin. But my mama said, you gotta, gotta, gotta get these. You know, some of you know what I'm talking about. And, and so she was so adamant about these pants looking so good on her meat hole. So I'd be going to school with these parachutes on. It was, it was heartbreaking. But, but at some point in my life, my, my dad must have got a raise because my mom was always taking me to the store. She loved to spend my dad's money they're back there hey mom hey dad and so she would take me she'd take me to the store and and i'd buy these outfits and i was i was loving it man i had a closet i had a closet full of clothes i had all the newest shirts the newest brands i had it all but you know like most people that have a closet full of clothes there's still those days where you find nothing uh appealing and so what we do is we typically go in and we look at all of this clothes and we make this statement I got nothing to wear. I mean, clearly there's 
there's there's clothes there, but we got none to wear. And we 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 would we would always go through this, and I'd go to my mom, and I would say, Mom, listen, like I I, I need some new clothes. I have no clothes. I got nothing to wear. And my mom didn't have a problem at this point in our life buying me new clothes. She didn't have a problem. She was okay with taking me to the mall to get some new clothes. But what she didn't like, she didn't like seeing a hanger. Uh, she didn't like to see a messy closet. She didn't like to see all this stuff. So she she would look at my closet, realizing I had no space for for anything new. So she would look at me and she said, mijo, mirame, mirame. She goes back and forth, Spanish, English, Spanish, English. I can't tell you if she was cussing me out or singing my praises. This, it all sounds the same. Mijo, mira, mira. Si quieres ropa nueva, take out the clothes that you already have. Si quieres ropa nueva, do something with that old stuff. What she was trying to say was if you want something new, you got to do something with that old stuff. The old stuff's got to go. If you want me to take you to the mall, I need you to make some space so take out some of that that old stuff i believe with all my heart all of my heart that god wants to do something new in your life i believe it i think your marriage is good but god says i want it to be great I think your family is decent, but God says, I want your family to be an example. I want to do something new. I I know you've been toying in the thousands, but I want to send you to the millions. I know you've been operating right here, but I want to do a new thing in your life. He wants to do something new. He wants to do something new. But if you want to step into that new season, you may have to revisit the closet and take out some, some old things. You see, Bartimaeus did something really interesting. When he got up to his feet, the first thing he did was he threw aside his, his cloak. It says he threw aside his, his cloak. You see, the cloak that he was wearing labeled him as a blind man. This cloak was his protection. This cloak showed people of his condition. It's what empowered others to bring money to him. It was his support system. It represented everything about him. But Bartimaeus didn't want to stay the same. Bartimaeus wanted something new. And he knew that the cloak would have to go. So he throws it aside because he has to make room. For the sight that he so desperately wanted. We got to make room. We got to make room. We got to make room. If we want to see a new thing, we're going to have to say bye-bye to some old things. And and, and I think for most of us in this place, uh, we would say that, yeah, I'd love to experience a new thing in, in my life. I love to experience like that, that, that stuff you're saying. I, I want that. Sign me up for, for two new things. You know, we all want, I mean, myself included, God do a new thing. But if you ever experienced how difficult it is to get rid of old things. I mean, when I left that conversation with my mom, the first thing I did is I went back to my closet to go examine what old clothes was going to leave. I come back and all of a sudden I'm looking at this shirt like, I know you lost your sleeves and I know that I called you nothing a minute ago, but I could, I think I could, I think I could really work. I, I don't know. I, I kind of like it. Like it's still, kind of cool. I, I don't know. I mean, you're going to, you're going to stay. Oh, let's look over here at this one right here. Oh, this is my jet. I know you're old. Oh, Compton. Oh, Jesus. 
Be careful where you wear that. I, I know it's an old thing, but you know, I mean, who knows? I may want to wear it on a, on a rainy, on a rainy day. Oh, check out this one right here. God knows I haven't been able to fit in this shirt in two years, but I don't know. This might be the summer. Everything changes. This old thing, I know it's got to go, but I don't know if I'm ready to let it go. I, I stood there in distress, desiring something new, but unsure if I was willing to let go of something old old things have a way of grabbing a hold of you you want something new but have you ever considered the work it might take to let go of something old have you ever considered the pain it may i mean i i know you want something new but old things can be hard to let go i believe one of the reasons why old things are hard to to let go and hopes for something new is because many times old things are still functional. They're still functional. They still work. They still work. I don't know if I want to get rid of an old, because I can still wear, I still know how to wear it. It still gets the job done. The other day, my wife looked at my pillow, and uh, my pillow is really, really flat. Really flat. It looks just like the sheet. It's so flat. So she felt bad. I mean, I think she rolled over, seen me in bed laying flat on my back. And she said, do you need a pillow? I'm like, clearly there's a pillow right here. And she says, well, you need a new pillow. And I'm going to go to the store and buy you a new pillow. So she brings these, she brings home these pillows. They're real big. They're, they're real fluffy. And, um, and, and she was telling me how, how these pillows are, are awesome and they, they, they will support your neck better and all these things. And, and, and I looked at her and I said, listen, like, I appreciate you thinking about me. I'm so grateful that you have something new for me. Like, thank you. Like, I know, like, I know that I should. I know it's really good. I know it's what's best for me, but I, I'm, but I'm good. I'm good. Like, I'm good with my, I'm good. And I believe so many times we miss out on great because we're, we're good. I'm good. Like, 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 pastor, I know that you guys have this marriage small group that can make my marriage greater, but hey, my marriage is hanging on this thread and I know it's just a thread, but it's like a really strong thread. And, and, and pastor, I appreciate it. Thank you for thinking about us, but, but I'm good. We're good. We're good. Oh, Sharissa, thank you for talking about the, the tithe and the offering. I'm sure God wants to bless us. I, I've heard that he could open up the windows of heaven. Thank you, God. Thank you. But you can go ahead and close the windows, God, because, hey, God, we, we don't need to be great, God. We're good. We're good. I'm good. And so many times we, we, we settle for, for good because it's functional. But God is dreaming bigger for your life. God is thinking so much bigger for your life. God, God, God is thinking, can, can I tell you something? The people that you're called to influence are not attracted to good. They're attracted to great I'm telling you, you can be good all your life and make some impact. But if you're ever great, there's no telling what you could do. Your marriage being good, that's good. But if it was ever great, there's no telling the impact it could make on your children. I know your health right now is okay, but God may say, I want you to be great. There's no telling what you could do. I've realized this, that it's not just about me. That if I'm great, I can make more impact. People look at me all the time and tell me, why don't you just settle down like you're good? No, I'm not. I'm not okay being good. 
because my, ref- my, my life is a reflection of my God. And if I can portray him as good or great, I pick great every single time. I'll pick great. I'm going to pick great. I'm not saying that I have arrived. I'm not saying that I have figured it all out. But my life is not where it used to be. I'm going to fight for great. Why? Because I have people that I'm called to impact. Why? Because it's not just okay for me to have enough money to pay for my bills. I got people in my circles of influence that are struggling right now. Yeah, could God use you? Absolutely. He wants to do a new thing because he's thinking about everybody. I got to fight for greatness. The other day I was, I was driving with my family and I hit a red light. And as we're at this red light, I see this man walking uh, across the street right in front of me. He looked really familiar. He looked real familiar. Trying to figure out who he is. And finally it hit me. This was one of my best friends growing up. I knew him since my yard sale days in second grade. And uh, I pull over. I chase him down. I say, hey, how you doing? He was elated. He was so happy. He gave me this big hug and he was smiling. I said, are you so happy? He said, hey, today's my, uh, my first day out of prison. I've been in prison for, for a while. And I, I knew this. I just didn't know that that was the first day. And he said, I just got out of prison a few hours ago. And, and, uh, and man, I, I've, Andrew, I, I've, heard, I've heard a lot about you. My mom started going to your church. And uh, she's seeing what you're doing. She says that you get up there on stage and you talk to people. She's saying that you're a pastor, Andrew. I want you to know something. No matter how bad my life looks, what God has done for you gives me hope. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you? There is a difference between good and a difference between great. God wants you to embrace a new season because he has great on his mind. I'm telling you, don't settle for good. Don't settle for good. Not in this opportunity. Bartimaeus recognized the moment Jesus is in the vicinity. God's doing something this summer. And I believe that God wants to surprise you. God can do more in one moment that you could ever accomplish in a lifetime. God can surround you with favor that you can go turn in an application at a job that you don't qualify for. In a moment, they call you by your name. He's doing a new thing, but are you ready to let go of some old things, some old mindsets, some old beliefs? Are you ready to let go of this idea of who you used to be? You used to just be the person that was always sick. Are you ready to let go of that identity? You're that guy that's always borrowing money. Are you ready to let go of that identity? You're that person that has no hope. Are you ready to let go of that identity? Because if you are, you might bump your head with something called a new thing. I'm telling you, God wants you to experience this, but it's not easy. It is not easy letting go of old things. There's a step that I believe that you and I can take, a step that might give you the strength that you need to drop some old things. Bartimaeus, as we can see, had the courage to toss everything that represented who he was. He had the courage to let this go. Once this hit the floor, he was no longer represented as a, as, as a blind man. He had the courage to do it. He, he, he was willing to do it. And if he can do it, I believe that we 
can do it. There was something that Bartimaeus had to get first. Before Bartimaeus could let go of an old thing, Bartimaeus had to get vision. He had to get vision. He had to get vision. This is going to make sense in just a moment. Bartimaeus had to get a glimpse of what a new thing could look like. Can I tell you something? You will never walk away from an old thing until you get a glimpse of what your life could really look like. You will never fight for a better marriage until you get a glimpse of what a better marriage can look like. You will never fight to believe that your kids can become better until you get a glimpse of what your kids really could be like. You wouldn't, you never, you'll never leave an old thing until you get vision. You got to get vision or you will embrace old things and you'll just be good for the rest of your life. You got to get a vision for greater things. I know it seems so far-fetched, but if you could ever get a vision of you no longer having to take medication, if you can get a vision of you no longer having to live there, if you can get a vision, uh, if you can get it, it could change it all. It can change it all. Bartimaeus had to get, he had to get a vision. He had to get a vision. Two years ago, I looked to my wife and I said, hey, I, I want to take like a step. I want to like take a step in this direction of, of owning a home. Uh, we had been renting for about five, five, six years. And um, I was hanging around some friends who had made that decision to also own a home. Obviously, that's not like something pro. I mean, we could live in an apartment and be fine. But I just I, I was around some guys that had some vision. And I started picking up on some. I said, I want to own a home. So I said, I'm going to take the step to do that. So I go to see what I qualify for. And I'm not going to lie. It wasn't very much. All the houses I was looking at, they were all in the hood. And that's okay. I love the hood. I told them last service, the hood is the only place where you can get corn on the cob with some mayonnaise and some Parmesan cheese with a little tapatio. And you're good. I mean, the hood is where it's at. But my wife, she's just not too hood, so I, we just, it wasn't going to work out. And, um, you know, I was still looking, though. I'm trying to figure out which gang my kids are going to join, you know, which one, ha- which one promises more incentives, wh- wh- which one of y'all have promotions going on right now. We're changing them. I'm, you know, we're working on their stance, everything, gang signs and all. We're ready. My wife looked at me. She says, listen, we're not going to move to the hood. I'm sorry. Like, we're, we're just not. I said, that's fine. I got to get some vision then. I got to get some vision. I got I to I dream a little bigger. And again, there's nothing wrong with the hood. I'm telling you. But I had to get some vision. I got some vision. I got some vision. So I start putting in zip codes of places in this city I have no business looking. And it was really intimidating. Those prices were scary. So I knew I didn't just have to get a vision of what God could do. I had to get a vision of who God was. So I had to open up my Bible and I started reading these stories how God would empower young people to kill giants and God would remind me if I can take out Goliath with David I can take out any price that's in front of I had to read stories of how God would part seas and then God would remind me that I'm still that God today that parts seas I'm still that God that can multiply fish and loaves and feed thousands of people I'm still that God that can do unexplainable things I'm still that God that can turn situations around in a day. I'm that God. I started getting vision. It was crazy. It was so crazy. I called my realtor. I said, hey, I want to go look at a house. He said, awesome. I'll grab my gun. I said, no, 
we're not going there today. We're going over here to this neighborhood. He said, well, I don't know that I want to waste my gas driving all the way over. He didn't say all that, but he was a little unsure, a little unsure. But he's also a man of faith. And he knew what we were working on. So he said, let's go. So we're in this house and we're looking and I'm looking and I'm excited. Why? Because vision moved me. When you get vision, you'll start walking different. You'll start talking. When you get vision that by the stripes of Jesus, you were already healed. You might forget to take your medication on that day. You might forget to pick up your cane that day. You might forget to check to see if that is still there when you get, ah, when you get vision. It's a game changer. You get vision, you'll start driving into restaurants you've never been in before, thinking, how did I get here? When you get vision, it changes the game. I'm in a house, having the time of my life, with vision, still broke, but I had vision. And he sees some offices across the street, says, let's go walk over there. And we walk over there. I start talking to the lady at the desk and and, and, and sure enough, they have all these really cool incentives for people like myself. I'm excited. And I tell her, I want that one right there. She said, awesome. So do 214 other people. Dang it. She said, well, sir, you can fill out an application. I, I feel that when you have vision, you'll start doing stupid things. You'll start forgetting where you came from, embracing a new life. I filled out that application. I gave it back to her with a smile. I was so full of vision, I ran home. Well, I drove home, but I you get the picture. I get home, and I tell my kids, I say, listen, we're going to go look at our new house. Girls, put away your bandanas and put the knife away. We going somewhere. They were excited. They were excited. So we start driving the opposite direction into this new neighborhood. We go into this model home. I take my little girls. I walk them upstairs. I said, Kova, this is your room. Salem, this is your room. This is where daddy's going to be watching TV. This is where mommy's going to be washing the dishes. I'm getting vision in front of them. Getting vision. Getting vision. Two weeks later, I get a call from the lady that was at the desk. She said, Mr. Nava, we want to let you know that your application went from way in the back all the way to the front. And if you want house property 49, it is yours. And we live in that house today. Can I tell you something? When you get vision, it'll change the game for you. Some of you have not been able to disconnect yourself from old things. The problem is a vision problem. The devil can't stop you. No demon can stop you, but a vision problem can stop you. But if we can get some vision, this is why we got to come to church more than once a month. Because when we come, we get vision. This is why we have to read our Bible a chapter a day. Why? Because I like reading it. Not all the time, but I got to get vision. Y'all have small groups. Yes. I don't want to go, but I need to get around other people that dream bigger than me, that think bigger than me because I am in need of vision. I got to let go of some old things, but old things will never go until I can see what something new could look like. Got to get vision. God's going to do it. God wants to do something new in your life. Can you see it? Like, can you see, can, can you see yourself? Can you see your marriage back together? 
I know your kids are crazy, but do you see them? Do you see them? You see them sitting next to you? I'm telling you, for years I prayed that my family and I would be in the, under the same roof, in the same building. They're here. They're, they were here. We're not perfect, but we're here. Do you see it? You got to see yourself. Before I ever stood on this stage telling people about Jesus, I was cleaning toilets back there. But while I was cleaning toilets, I had to see it. I seen myself talking to you guys. I seen myself doing what I'm doing today. But I had to see it before I, before I saw it. Do you see it? Do you have vision? Do you see it? Do you, can you see what God's ready to do? Do you see it? Like that one crazy kid that you have. Do you see him here worshiping God? I'm telling you, vision can change your life. Can change your life. There's something that there's something else though that we see in the story, and I think it's I think it's important for us to to talk about. Is that Bartimaeus he made the move to let go of an old thing. Remember, he takes his cloak and he throws it aside. Bam, it's gone. I don't want to be blind anymore. But Bartimaeus didn't regain his sight instantly. The miracle, the new thing, didn't come alive right away. Vision will empower you to let that thing go. But trusting God is what's going to keep you from going back and picking that thing back up again. There's going to be a temptation. There's going to be a temptation when it doesn't all happen instantly to go back to what you knew to pick up your cloak and say, well, maybe it wasn't God's God's plan. No, 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 no. You got to make up your mind. You got to commit that once that old thing hits the floor, I don't have a plan B. I don't have another option. Bartimaeus was standing there. The cloak hits the ground and he's still blind. I can only imagine how, how he feels. He's probably feels real vulnerable. People are probably laughing at him like, dude, really? Like, really? That was cool. That must have just been a phase, Bartimaeus. You're still blind, Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus had to make a decision. I ain't going back. I'm not going back to an old thing. I'm committing to what he said I could have. For some of you, for some of you, that old thing might be, might be greed. It might be fear. You may be throwing that to the side today. You come back to church next week saying, Pastor, I'm ready to tithe. I'm ready to do it. And you do it. And guess what? You don't see blessings by next Tuesday. As a matter of fact, you get a bill. Oh, everything inside of you say, I don't get God must not be in a new. I want to go back. No, don't go back. God will always meet you where your faith is. If you create that space for God, God will always fill it. When you're standing there, once you make this move, you got to commit to the move you are making. You got to sell out to it. You got to sell out to it. I really believe that God wants to do something special in your life. But God can't just do it. He needs your permission. The moment that old thing hits the floor is the moment you grant him permission. He may not do it by next week, but I can promise you this. If he said it, he will do it. And if you can refuse from going back to that old thing and stand your ground in the midst of adversity. Oh, they're going to talk. Your friends are going to talk. They're going to laugh at you. They're going to say, really? 
You're really fighting for that marriage, really? It's over. No, 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 I'm working on something. Don't you tell me God's working on I'm going to look a lot different in about one year. You watch. You watch. I was tempted so many times in the last 12 years to go back to that. When things didn't look like they were working, where I felt like a failure, where I felt like I was trying to become something that I may never be. I wanted to go back, but I made up my mind. God, you're doing something new, and I'm committed to never going back. Let's pray. As a matter of fact, let's stand to our feet today, right where you're at, right where you're at. I really believe with all of my heart that God is going to restore some sight to you today. Some of you, you've been in horrific relationships and your mother's been trying to tell you day in and day out, you're better than that. But you've been blinded. You can't even see straight. I believe that today scales are coming off your eyes. Some of you, you know there's more to your life than what you're experiencing. And every time you want to dream again, those scales remind you of how impossible it really is. I believe today scales are being removed from your eyes. And I believe that we're going to get our sight back and we're going to keep our sight. And we're going to experience the new things that God wants us to experience. God, I pray right now over the people in this room. God, I ask you to restore sight, that you would give us fresh vision, vision for our lives, vision for our family, vision for our marriages, God, vision for our future. God, even as you brought sight back to Saul and you removed those scales from his eyes, I pray God, that you would supernaturally open eyes now. I'm going to ask Drew to sing this song, and we're not going to be singing this song very long. God doesn't need a long time to do something powerful. I believe right where you're at today, even out of your mouth, you can surrender some of those old things. What are the old things that have been frustrating you, the old things that are keeping you from your best life. I believe even out of your mouth today saying, God, I surrender that. I don't want to be that anymore. God, I don't know what a new thing looks like yet, but I want it. I want it. I want it. Drew, let's sing that, Drew. I want to see you for who you are. Thank you, God. I want to see you for who you are. God, do something Open new. Open my Do a new thing, God. For our families. Do a new thing, God, in our I church. I want to see possibilities right now we just speak to fear that is trying to paralyze people for dreaming bigger fear that it would never happen fear we silence you today 
And we declare that we are loved by our God. And that our God values us. And that our God believes the best in us. And that our God has a bright future for us. We want it, God. We say yes to it, God. We surrender what needs to be surrendered, God, to step into that new season. With every head bowed and eye closed, I want to do one more thing before we leave today. I want to give people in this room that have never made a decision to follow Christ. When you think about God, you know that you and God are not on the same page. The Bible makes it very clear that your performance could never be enough to put you on the same page with God. But what Jesus did on that cross is what qualifies you to have a real authentic relationship with him. All that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We're going to pray a prayer. And I'm asking you if you want to make this decision once and for all to mean this with all of your heart and for those that have already made that decision just to support those making it I'm going to ask you to pray with us as well would you say this say Jesus today I surrender my life to you I believe that you lived for me and I believe that you died for me and I believe that God raised you from the dead for me Today I call you my Lord, and I make you my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 